Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome, champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Today's guest on Talk of Champions is H.R. Greer. That's a blast from the past, right? Former fullback, tight end, H-back at Ole Miss, now a strength and conditioning coach for a high school, a 6A high school in Texas. Just reached out to him early on Wednesday and caught up with him. And it's a really fun interview. Hadn't heard from him in a long time. He'll get you hyped. And he's coming up in just a little bit on the Modern Women phone line. Brad, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? Pretty cool. You talked to, talked to HR. He was a um, he was a great guy, man. I enjoyed playing with him. He's a Soto County guy. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know you knew him. The dog days of summer. You just look for somebody to talk to, and I ran across his name on Twitter and went, wait a second. I haven't talked to HR in a long time, probably since he left Ole Miss. So, you know what? Let's give it a shot. And shot him a DM on Twitter, and sure enough, he hit me back, and we had a great talk, man. I think it went like 25 minutes or something. So a lot of fun with H.R. Greer coming up on the Modern Woman phone line. Like I said, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions, be it in SoundCloud or Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Plenty to cover today. There's actually some pretty good rumor stuff going out there in college football, specifically in the SEC. But first and foremost, I'm sure you watched SEC Media Days. Any big takeaways for you from Lane and Matt Corral and Jalen Jones' time on Tuesday, um, I, I lightly skimped over some of the some of the content. Um, I think that it was encouraging just to see Lane, um, you know, kind of give his assessment of the defense and, and kind of how he feels like they're going to be a little bit more confident this year. Um, I think that that's kind of a big deal. You know, I th- think he kind of saw it in the spring, and that that to me, I think everybody knows is the um, 
is going to be the difference between a, you know, seven win team and a potential, you know, nine, 10 win team is if that defense can take the next step. So I thought that was kind of cool. Obviously it was cool with him, you know, saying that, um, you know, that JR was the kind of guy he was, which is what, what it's the kind of guy that everybody knows he is. But I thought that was pretty cool for him to, um, you know, say some nice stuff about Plumlee too. I think one thing that really stuck out is something we've talked about before. Back during the season, after the Arkansas game, you and I came on this podcast and we're talking about it and how big it was for Lane to have stuck with Matt Corral because he's the guy. He was his guy. It showed a sign of confidence in Matt Corral. I'm standing behind my guy. No matter how bad his day was, he is my guy. And he spoke about that when asked multiple times about the Arkansas game and how he can be more consistent than Matt Corral. And again, you got to remember, Matt's only big eruptions with turnovers, really bad games, were two games, and one of them was Arkansas. And he stood behind him, and now he's going into this year as the most tenured quarterback in the SEC, most decorated returning quarterback in the SEC. So that all started with that decision, and something you and I talked about, how big it was for Matt and his confidence and his development for Lane to have stood behind him like he did. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that just uh, we were at the point last year where – um, you know, we were trying to build something and I think last, I'm not going to say last season didn't count, but, um, you can almost look at that season as, Hey, um, you know, COVID year, there was a, there was, it was lane year to kind of find his guys. And, um, you know, I thought like that was that he used that as a growth moment for, for Matt Corral, which is, um, which is huge. You know, he go, go in there. It, it's better to teach off of a bad game like that. Um, the better from learn from them than absolutely take him off the field and put him on the bench and ruin his confidence. So, um, you know, all that, all those kind of scars, so to speak, will, will callous him and make him better for this year. And, um, they'll pay dividends this year. There's never any real big news whenever a head coach takes the main stage in Hoover for SEC media days, because typically you just got media members. I've been there. This is the first year I think I haven't gone in quite some time. It's basically just a bunch of national media people asking generic questions or, in the case of Bob Holt, asking all his Arkansas questions specific to their beat. So there wasn't a lot to glean from it other than this. He was asked about Jerion Ely. He's fine, is Jerion Ely, according to Lane Kiffin. He's, quote, been working out with the team. We're excited to have a fall with him where now we know more about him having a season that we could maybe move him around and do some different things. Lane's not one to really divulge too much as far as usage of players or where players are but to speak like that of moving around Jerion, of course him being healthy is the big notable thing but also how they could potentially utilize him again speaks to what we've been talking about and that is without elijah moore who signed his deal with the new york jets four years 8.94 million dollars what did you think of that um, thought it was cool. I mean, that's, um, you know, now, now with the rookie contracts, man, they're so slotted. I mean, you could pretty much, pretty much look up and see what each guy's contract going to be. I think me and you talked about, talked about this off the air beforehand is how, um, you know, pre CBA, man, those, those slots used to be so much bigger. Um, they, I mean that, that, that pick would have probably been a lot more money, you know, say eight, nine years ago um before before cba uh, maybe maybe even sooner than that but yeah man i mean it's cool to, to see a guy that that deserved to, to get some life-changing money um you know now that now i mean that's that's obviously the first goal is to get that in pocket and now i think um you see him work his butt off over the next four three to four years and try to 
try to secure some, some some real money, um, so to speak, by getting that next contract, which is which is the ultimate goal. So yeah, I'm excited for him. Hopefully he um, you know does well with it and 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 you know works his butt off to get that second tra- contract that that should be much bigger than that. But he's no longer an Ole Miss Rebel. He's no longer a part of this offense. No longer the security blanket, the focal point offensively for Ole Miss outside of Matt Crowell, obviously being the quarterback. So when he was talking about Jerry Ailey and his usage to mention that they could move him around potentially and seeing him, because we forget that sometimes, I think, that they didn't get a spring last year. They went into fall camp and basically learned about their own players over a course of four weeks and maybe didn't know what Jerry could do as a pass-catching target, right? And now they actually know that. They didn't really get to see a lot of it in the spring because he was going through it without pads and anything like that. But he did get to get some spring in. Now they get a full fall with him where he's fully healthy. And I think you're going to see Jerrion take that step from not only being a running back that can really be dynamic with the ball in his hands out of the backfield, but potentially in the slot. Yeah, um, I, he may go in the slot a little bit, but I think um, I think Lane's probably referring to, um, you know, just, just being able to move. You're right, be able to move around. And, and one thing that's cool about our team is our, our running back room is so talented. So I think you're going to see a lot of times where you're going to see Parrish and and maybe Connor out there at the same time. You see Parrish and Ely out there at the same time. So I, I think that Lane's just going to do his his best job. You know, try to get his best players out there that he can, which is, you know, hence why John Rice, he want, they want to see him, you know, out there is another weapon as well. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that you're right. I think you're going to see a lot. They're going to know, know about these guys a lot better. They're going to know how they are in the passing game. I think a lot more. So yeah, I think you'll see a lot of interesting sets, a lot of really creative ways to get some of the speed, the ball this year. Um, you know, so to speak, we don't have like that Elijah Moore tight wide receiver. We have some good receivers, but no, just super go-to guy. But at the same time, you do have some pretty awesome athletes in the in the backfield that you can kind of move around into different slots as well. So, yeah, we got plenty of playmakers. I think you'll see them all over the field this year. Yeah, and outside of that, not a ton to take away from SEC Media Days for Ole Miss, but that's how it goes. I will say this. It's funny to watch Lane cut it on in that situation, in that atmosphere, that environment, because he's so much different when you get him one-on-one. He's uh, very much a kind of reserved, very short in the way he talks to you kind of guy. But in that environment, he just knows how to cut it on because he knows the cameras are on. It's like with Twitter. Twitter doesn't really reflect who he is just when you're talking to him one-on-one. He's a funny guy. He's got dry wit, but he can sometimes be quiet. He's very reserved in how he handles things for the most part, especially with people he doesn't know particularly well. But in that environment, you'd have thought he was the most uh, carefree, funny, charming kind of guy ever because he just knows how to command a room. I guess that's how the best coaches handle things. They know when to cut it on and when to cut it off. Yeah, I mean he's he, he certainly knows knows what crowd's watching. Um but yeah, I mean that's um you know that, that that's why he's he's who he is, man. I mean he knows how to he knows he knows who's watching, he knows how to handle it. So um yeah, I mean he's that, that that's the name of his game, man. He he gets that part of it and that that's what's cool about him. That's a Saban-esque thing. Cuz don't think in any way that Nick Saban didn't know exactly what he was doing and what audience he was talking to when he mentioned how Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama, who hasn't played a snap yet, apparently, according to Nick Saban, hit seven figures, a millionaire with NIL deals. I don't know where this goes. I'm all about players getting theirs. I've been saying that. I've been consistent with that for so long. Having said that, I just don't know how big this gets. Because now it's all out in the open, right? If Bryce Young is already a millionaire, Nick Saban's basically saying, look, the brand, the Alabama brand, you come here, you, you're going to get paid. It doesn't matter if you're a starter. It doesn't matter if you're a backup. You come here, you've got any notoriety to you. You've got any 
branding to you whatsoever. Maybe you're a top-ranked recruit, a five-star, four-star. You got some name cachet. You handled your, your Twitter and your announcement stuff, your commitment stuff the right way, that you generated a lot of interest online, a lot of impressions, a lot of click-throughs online. You come here just by putting on the crimson, you're going to get paid. He knew exactly who he was talking to. It's just, I don't know where it goes now, how big it gets. Because now, again, it's all out in the open. It used to be basically every school just paid under the table, right? Every kid of note got paid some real money. But Bryce Young's already a millionaire? Holy cow. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I mean, there's so much up in there with this stuff. I mean, I think it is good that these players get paid um, on their name and likeness. Um, I'll just be interested to see what they do as far as like, a, how do you, how do you hone it in? How do you, how do you keep it under control? And, and, and for the, for the love of, of God, I hope that, that these kids are realizing, you know, the tax imp- implications and just, just the little things that I, that I worry about, you know, just being an 18 year old kid, you know, you go out and get a $10,000 check. It's not a Venmo payment or it's not a cash app. You're getting a W nine, you're getting a, you know, you're, you're getting, you have some, some tax implications on this. So, um, you know, I, I just hope for, for the sake of it, somebody, you know, is out there helping these kids with, with the, with the obvious, um, obvious stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool that, that they are getting to, to use name and likeness. And I think you see a lot of kids, um, you know, making a, making a good living here, here in college. And, and, you know, if they don't make it to the pros. They're going to leave, leave college millionaires, especially some of these kids at bigger schools. And, um, you know, it's, it is what it is, man. I mean, that's, um, that's, uh, that's good for them. That's, that, that's a good good American way. Yep. That's the good American way. Exactly. One thing I've been saying for so long is nothing turns capitalists into socialists like paying college football players. Well, now it's unfettered capitalism because if Bryce Young can be making that money already, holy cow. And it will separate the haves from the have nots. And Ole Miss is not a have not, but it can't compete with that. Ole Miss can pay, but it can't pay that. And I'm curious, like, for example, I look around Twitter Jalen Cunningham, he's played, what, four snaps or whatever it might be? Probably more than that. Mm-hmm. But a handful of snaps for Ole Miss. He's got a clothing line. Eli Acker, same deal, clothing line. Backup offensive lineman. He's going to play this year. But all of these guys have merchandise and stuff of that nature. Well, what's going to stop a Rebel Rags from cutting a deal with Jalen Cunningham, Eli Acker, Matt Corral, whoever, and selling their merchandise in the store? And how does Ole Miss respond to that? See, that's one thing I've been thinking about. Ole Miss came out with this big NIL policing deal or whatever it is. They came out with this, I want to call it a department, but I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But let's just say, for the sake of this, because I can't come up with a better word, department for handling NIL stuff and helping players through it and everything they need to do, every bit of information they might need, talking about the tax issues and all those kind of things, just helping them along. To me, it was a little bit different. It was as if Ole Miss was trying to stay out in front of it to in some way continue to be the go-between to get theirs, right? So that a big money sponsor for Ole Miss doesn't say, well, why am I paying millions of dollars to Ole Miss to have my name and my company and my face splashed all over the Jumbotron? I'll just cut a lesser deal with a player like Matt Corral and get the same return on investment, I felt like it was almost protecting itself more than it was protecting the players. All of this stuff is really hard for me to get my head around. I always was up for the players and ready for the players to get theirs and still feel that way. Now that it's here, I don't know where it goes. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. And I guess that's what all the people that were against it were saying. Well, Ben, they should do this and this and this to police it. I don't know what you do. 
I don't think you can police it. It's capitalism. And it's crazy to think about the numbers already for players, even those that haven't even played yet, really played. Yeah, I was talking to one of my buddies who, who played in Georgia, played in the NFL for a while. Um, you know, we were just talking about how, how nice it would have been. I mean, like an extra five or 600 bucks would have been like huge back when we were in college. Like, dude, we were, we were like living off of, of whatever, you know? So, um, now, you know, he's very close with this situation and, you know, there's guys turning down, you know, he said he's, he's, he's very, he works with the situation pretty close. You know, there's guys turning around just to take a picture, you know, two grand just to go take a picture with it, with a law office, you know, out front of a law office and stuff. And guys are turning it down. It's like, man, I mean, that's it. it you, you want to get paid and then you start turning stuff down and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right, man. It's just going to be crazy to control and, um, you know, good for some guys. And at the end of the day, I mean, not, not every guy is going to get, get something. So the ones, the ones that do good for them, but, um, yeah, I mean, ho hope, hopefully, you know, any little bit of money will, will help these kids and, um, you know, it, it may, may make their college experience better and, you know, may help out with the transfer issue too. I mean, you know, if some, certain guys are in towns and they're, they're in it to make a little money too. They're not going to want to transfer as quick if they can still make some make some money from it. I don't know what it's going to mean for media access, for interviews, for this podcast, for example. If I want to talk to a football player, can I reach out to them? Because it used to be that you go through the sports information department and they set it up and whatever. But now, can I just reach out to them on Twitter and their DMs, on Instagram, Snapchat, I don't know, whatever, and offer them what money? Is $100 for an appearance on a podcast enough? Some will say no. Matt Corral's charging ten thousand for what a cameo. So why would he take a hundred bucks for thirty minutes to an hour on a podcast? I don't know. Any other line of work, a hundred dollars for an hour—that's a lot. But for a player, maybe not. And I've actually <laughs> kind of dipped my toes into that, and so far, not many nibbles because I just don't know how you go about approaching that. It's a totally different world. It's bizarre. It's different, but I mean, it, it'll all, I mean, it'll all organize itself over time. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to sit back and watch. I hate that I missed this era. I would have loved to have been a part of it. Right. Um, but you know, and I'm sure a Johnny Manziel and a Tim Tebow, I mean, their numbers would have been astronomical. Um, not that they didn't make it money already, but I mean, I'm sure there's certain guys over the years that wish they were a part of this, but, um, yeah, it'll be fun to sit back and watch that. There'll be all kinds of different stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where they just did it and, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, learn, learn by get thrown in the fire here. We'll see what happens. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch it organize and and watch. I'm sure there'll be a lot of businesses created from this that that will that will be profitable as well. So, um, cool. It'll be cool to see it. Former Ole Miss fullback, tight end, hybrid H back, whatever you want to call him, HR Greer. He's coming up here shortly on the Modern Women phone line. There's something that came out late Wednesday that we need to touch on before we get to him though, and that's what's going to lead us to our football fix. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let's play some football! Run right to the back of him! It's time now for Football Fix. What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. It's the Football Fix brought to you by Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Are you tired of working 9 to 5 for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. And no background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who's highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. So, apparently, Texas and Oklahoma have shown interest in joining the SEC. And my buddy Tom Hart, who you all know at ESPN, SEC Network, he made a good point on Twitter. He wrote, One thing we've learned in the last round of expansion is schools don't request to join a new conference unless they know the answer is yes. Are we moving towards Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC? 16 teams in the SEC, and if so, what do you think about it? Um, You know, I have mixed feelings. I, I wouldn't mind Texas. I, I, I like the Texas schools. Um, OU, I don't know. I mean, that's just – I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. It, it, would, um, it would certainly make for an um, unbelievable – already hard conference it would just get that much harder but um yeah i mean it, it's i don't know i mean i i think it would it would probably um i mean it would it would make texas recruiting and uh, that would be out of control out there i mean it's yeah it'd, it'd be wild it would, it would really would be wild of course ross bjork everybody knows ross former ad at ole miss now at texas ADM came out and said we want to be the only sec school or the only texas school in the sec well yeah that makes you sound like little brother too though Oh, I don't want that. No, no. It would shock me for Texas to give up its power to join the SEC. That was the whole big deal about expansion not too long ago, right? About bringing Texas in, folding them in. I think Stephen Godfrey, who's going to be on this podcast for a special kind of talk of champions short next week while I'm on vacation, he made a good point on Twitter. He's like, Texas always wants to feel like it's special, wants to be told it's special. Well, it's in the perfect situation for that, and the SEC is just going to be one of 16. And then how do you handle the divisions? you got to get rid of them, don't you? You can't have divisions because the SEC West is already a gauntlet. What are you going to do? Throw Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC East just to compete with Georgia? That's not 
That's not the right answer. It's 16 teams. 16. But to think that this could happen just flies in the face of what we saw in the last round of expansion. Texas wanted to avoid this. Texas wanted to be the big dog at the table. Texas wanted to feel as if it's in the same elite class as Alabama and whoever you think's with Alabama Clemson. Maybe there's only two teams in that elite, elite class. And Texas likes to think that it is, but it's not. Even though it does have this huge footprint and this huge recruiting base, well, the results aren't there. So what is Texas? What will they be? What would they be in the SEC? Kind of just another team. They would think they're coming in as the next Alabama on the same level as Alabama. Well, no one's beating Alabama. Not right now. Until Nick Saban has decided to hang them up, Alabama is just a hope and a prayer and maybe a little bit vulnerable like a year like this year in which they don't return a ton. Maybe you can get them. Otherwise, you just assume Alabama's going to be there at the end. You don't raise this publicly if there isn't at least some real momentum for it actually happening. Yeah, I don't know what the motivation is behind it. I don't know if it's a if it's them trying to get something done on their side on the, in the Big Twelve or what. But um, yeah, I mean that that would be. I, mean, I just don't know what you do. Six, that's sixteen teams. What's what? That's just a massive conference. Like, like there, there's just some serious firepower in that conference. Um, it, it almost you almost get to the point to where it's um, you may be a little too big. That's that's maybe too powerful of a conference. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure something like that's coming. Um, you know, as long as Ole Miss has their spot <laughs> spot secured, I think I'll, I don't really care either way. Who wrote this? Colin Coward of ESPN. Regarding the stories of Texas and OU football going to the SEC, if the Big 12 allows it to happen, they'll become the Mountain West Conference with humidity. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I think about it. I'll tell you this. The SEC already feels big enough. Missouri should not be in this conference. Missouri never made sense to me. I kind of got what they were going for as far as television markets. Still didn't make sense to me. Texas and Oklahoma do make sense, but man, if you're an Ole Miss fan, this is not something you want. If you're a Mississippi State fan, this is not something that you want. Hell, if you're an Auburn fan, this is not something that you want. And Ross Bjork, he did kind of voice for the middle-tier teams. And if you're an Ole Miss fan saying, no, Ben, no, Ole Miss is bigger than that, it's not. Ole Miss is a middle-tier team. And I think Texas A&M is trying to take that step up into the elite class, but they haven't done that with results. Jimbo is one of the very best coaches in America. So is Lane Kiffin. All the SEC teams are taking big swings. Mississippi State, big swing with Mike Leach. We'll see if it works. Lane Kiffin has so far worked at Ole Miss. Will they take that next step? Every one of those middle-tier teams are trying to take big swings to get to the upper tier. Vanderbilt's getting squeezed out with Texas and Oklahoma. Missouri squeezed out. Tennessee already feeling like they're drowning from their lack of national relevancy, not reigniting the glory days of the 90s, winning national championships. Always thinking that that's what they're supposed to be. Getting back to that, well, you're just going to feel the squeeze that much more with Texas and Oklahoma. And again, Texas, if they come to the SEC, they're just another team. I'm finding it really hard to believe, and yet I have to because it wouldn't be made this public if it wasn't probably going to happen. I don't know when, but it feels like it's probably going to happen, and I just don't know if I even like it. If it did happen, it would kind of expedite what we've already been talking about for weeks and weeks now. The inevitability that the biggest conferences in college football finally say, screw it, we don't need the NCAA anymore, we'll police ourselves. Yeah, from a, a revenue standpoint, though, that would, I mean, it would, yeah, I see why they'd want to do something like this. Um, 
you know, it just makes your, I mean, you, you're just, you're just adding more and more money to the pot, especially with a school like Texas and <clears throat> some of the revenue that those games would, would generate with a Texas, Alabama every year or, a, you know, Georgia, Oklahoma every single year. I mean, yeah, those are, that, that, I think they look at everything on the money side and that would be, um, that would certainly get that done. That certainly moved, moved the needle there. I just don't like it. If they were going to add them, add them back then, however many years ago, not now. This is too much at one time, Brad. All the NIL stuff, that's blowing up. Now you're talking about this. The expansion of the playoff, I want it. I do. Just give me back my college football game, my video game, and I'm good. I'll shut the hell up. But still, expansion seems like a lot with Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, man, if you're an Ole Miss fan. The good old SEC and good old college football that we grew up knowing is over. (laughs) I mean, it's over. It's it's literally – College is about to start turning into an NFL style game. You're oh, gonna have dude, you're gonna have dudes pulling up to games in Bentleys now. This is gonna be great. Good for them. Go get your Bentley, man. <laughs> but you actually need to, as Brad said, make your money, but understand how to invest your money, how to take care of your money. That's where these kids need guidance, and there is gonna be an avenue, an opportunity for somebody to start a business in that respect, to where they can help along with those lines and all those kind of things. So there is a benefit for anybody out there that just wants to be entrepreneurial and go for it, be ambitious. There's an avenue there. There's a lane for you to go start a business and help kids out. Get into the NIL game. Why not us, Brad? Let's just start us a business. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want the want the the, the, um, the headache that's going to come with this. It, the way I understand it, there's a lot of uh, marketing experts that have arise from this and um, you know, a, a lot of people out there getting in, getting in on this early that may be a little little underqualified. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, that's all that's going on right now in college football. SEC media days were pretty uneventful, but if you want to check out more, all the coverage on the Ole Miss Spirit, there's a ton of it. OleMissSpirit.com and affiliate of two four seven sports. What's going on right now in Ole Miss sports for you that is most interesting? Um. Uh, yeah, it's think. bad. I'm, it's slow. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. My, my daughter did go to Ole Miss softball camp this week, and I did get to go see the facilities, and I kind of see where they're coming from. You know, it's um, yeah. I will throw that out there for the softball team. It's time to get on it. It's time it's to time to get them lady. Um, yeah, it's time to get them something that's that's respectable, um, SEC caliber. Here's something on Saturday. A collection of players, Jerry Ailey, John Rice Plumley, Ben Brown, Braylon Sanders, and a few others. Forgive me, any players. I know you're not listening, but if you are, if I've left you out, I'm sorry. They're hosting a camp. A camp for 6 to 12, I think. 6 to 12, that range. So if you're a kid out there, go get coached by some Ole Miss players. That's going to pop up too. Kids, all these uh, players, I can't call them kids anymore. All these players are going to be running camps and their merchandise and their stuff. Okay, cool. I think I'm going to go out there, what, though. Why not? Is this the one that I, I don't know which one I clicked on, but somebody was hosting one, and I clicked on it, and in the registration it said, please know you have to bring cash only. And when I saw that, I just clicked that. I was like, here, I can't I, I can't. I'm just stressed <laughs> out for that. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, surely it's just not like, hey, here's just piles here. Everybody at the camp, all 100 people give me $40. Me and all my boys will split it up cash, and we'll do a little cash. I mean, maybe, but, like, yeah, that just sounds like such a hustle. But, um, yeah, that's – I love I that, that though. Cool that- it's so much easier, man. <laughs> just straight cash. 
just everybody bring me forty dollars if you show up with a check or a card or something. Don't I mean don't even bother. So um, that that's funny, but yeah, I mean I, I, it is kind of cool that that a player, you know, and, and you see this a lot um, with with people that are done playing. They go in there and they give people lessons. But hey, man, like on the side, if you want to, you you have a kid that's a quarterback in town, you want to pay Matt Corral to come throw some balls with him. Like, dude, that's that's one thing that's really cool. These guys can can maybe train a few guys locally, whatever give lessons and make a little, little extra side money, man. I mean, that's, that, that's something really cool. That's never been able to be done. You could have made some money. You could have really made some money with this. I don't know that I would have made crazy money, but man, coming from where I came from, I couldn't call my parents and ask them for a dime. I took everybody that scholarship check out of right out on a sheet of paper, you know, like exactly what I could spend that month, man, an extra $500. I would have been, uh, you know, for lack of better words, balling yeah. for an extra $500. I would have, yeah. I think I could have handled it. I think I could have made an extra five hundred doing something, but um, yeah, that that would have been that would have been awesome. I think the camp is called the Elites, and I'm going to go out there because I don't even know what media access is anymore. I don't think Ole Miss SID knows what media access is anymore. So I'm going to go out there and just talk to some players, and I think I might put them all together and throw that as the second podcast. It's going to be called Talk of Champions Shorts because it's not going to be a full hour. So we'll have Stephen Godfrey, and then maybe the show of just all the player interviews from this from this camp. Maybe that's how I'll handle it. Because I am going to Florida next week, and I'm leaving my computer, and I'm checking out. I promised my family I would check out, so I'm going to check out. So that's what I'm going to do. All right, that's all that's happening right now. Not a lot, but you know what? HR Grid's going to come on, and he's going to fire you up. But before we get to him, I've got to say bye to Brad. See you, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, Toddy. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports, going now to the Modern Women phone line to speak to H.R. Greer, former Ole Miss fullback, tight end, H-back, pretty much do-everything guy because fullbacks are a dying breed. He's coming up right now. Before we get to him, let's hear from B&A Bank and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Oxford, Mississippi is always at its best in the spring and summer. The sun is shining, the square is popping, and you actually now get to go back to Ole Miss Athletics events in person. What could be better? But the only way to truly enjoy everything that Oxford and Ole Miss has to offer is to make sure you're still taking care of yourself, keeping yourself safe, and that you have a pharmacy you know you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221 or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy.
The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter going now to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to former Ole Miss fullback, tight end, H-back, do-everything guy, H.R. Grit. It's been a while, man. What's up? Oh, just living here in Texas, living the dream. Living the dream. What are you up to? I am a uh, director of strength conditioning here at uh, 6A uh, High School here in Texas um, at uh, Weatherford High School, right out, right in the Metroplex. Okay, HR, I covered you for a long yeah. time. I've known you for a long time. If you'd have told me back in, I don't know, 2009, Ben, HR Greer in 2021 is going to be a strength and conditioning coach somewhere, I would have gone, okay, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, you'd have put money on it? Oh, 100%. 100%. It just I fit. exactly. Oh, you're that super perfect. swole guy, man. You always took it serious. How, how did you get into that? What made you decide that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, i tell you what. You know, in high school, came from a small little school, had really no facilities, um, just had really nothing. And um, that was my dream to to play in the SEC. I knew I had the talent, but I I had to find an edge to get there coming from this little itty-bitty town and and school. And I found that with with, uh, sports performance training, lifting and running and sprinting and changing direction and 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 mobility and plyometrics and all those things and i fell in love with it even in high school and i was over here doing collegiate stuff in high school trying to figure it out trying to find a way and uh and that was my edge and now i am a coach who tries to provide that edge and give that edge to my athletes you've always been intense man you've always been like that a good leader in the locker room a guy everybody loves so what is hr greer the coach like how do you deal with players how do you handle them Oh, man. You know, that's a great question. That's a great compliment. I'll tell you, um, I'm still the same. I'm, I, if you ask anybody, I'm super, super intense. Uh, I'm passionate about what I do. Um, and I think back to the other uh, to the collegiate playing days. I, I, I use that to my advantage all the time. Even in, let's see, I've been coaching nine years. I still draw back to times of, all right, guys in the locker room, how do they need to be handled? You know, like, this kid might, with his personality, could not really be kicked in the ass. He really didn't need to be barked at. He needed to be pulled aside and be like, hey, man, what's going on? I need you. Um, it, it, every, it's just an individualized approach. Um, the team is still the same. and But uh, really, I, I draw back from all those experiences of like, all right, how can I draw the best out of this kid? How can I change his life? How can how can I make him a man and, and – uh, so I guess I, I I I still am the same person, you know. I still stay true to my convictions, and um, I just try to lead a little bit differently now. I cannot believe you've been coaching for nine years. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel New so Mexico old. State, yeah, Arkansas State, then uh, um, Mansfield Lacey, and then uh, Southwest High School, and now Westford High School in Texas. That is so crazy to me, man. And I've always yeah, been curious is. to know this, you know, because, look, the locker room dynamic hasn't really changed, but the player has changed, especially when you consider everything that's come along, be it social media, the right. NIL stuff, all that kind of stuff. Does it really affect in any way how you as coaches handle those kids coming out of high school as they're preparing to go to the next level? Do you see any difference there? Or are they pretty much the same kind of deal? 
It's hey, look, here's the thing from, from when God created us, we're still the same people. We still mess up. We still have the same thoughts. We still, it's all the same. We're all staying humans. We, we need basic needs. We need love, care. We need respect. We want respect. I mean, it, it's, we're all the same. It's all the same. It's not changed. Now, different team dynamics of what they need as a culture might change a little bit, but individuals and people in general, all the same. Everything's the same. So for you, where did you draw your biggest inspiration as far as who you are now as a strength and conditioning coach? Because like you mentioned, New Mexico, Arkansas State. Yeah, who did you draw inspiration from? Great question, Ben. You know, it it really – so I knew in high school when I had gotten – um, offered by Coach and I, I was like, man, this is what I'm going to do. Like, this is I'm going to train kids, and, and with a team environment and a team setting within football to to develop these attitude and work ethic and all these things. So I went to uh, uh, when Coach Freeze came in, um, Paul Jackson, the strength was our my strength coach, my fifth fifth year senior, and Coach Jackson to me is just he was like. I knew this is what I wanted to do, but I found somebody that I was like, I want to do it that way. We'll have different personalities and, and different things, but he was that, that's all right. I want to do it that way. And I'll have a little bit of different tweaks and different things, but he was such a motivation to me for that. And uh, I think the biggest testament to him was this. I will never forget. Um, he treated and I don't mean this in any disrespect, a, a walk-on or a kicker or anybody that might not be your weight room beast, he treated them and coached them the exact same way. And I will never forget it. And to this day, it doesn't matter if a kid's going to go step on the field ever or if i got a, a, a NFL product, I'm treating everybody with the same respect and coaching everybody hard the same way. And I'll never forget that. Because they're all in there for the exact same reason. Regardless of playing time, they're trying to get bigger, faster, stronger. They're trying to be their best selves. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, it's a neat thing now. Nine years in coaching, and now Coach Jackson is just a a super close friend now. Now we're texting, and, and, and and, and 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 this has evolved and happened with some of my athletes that I've coached. And now they're married, and now they have kids. And uh, it, it's a really neat thing, man. That's why coaching is so special. I mean, they call you coach for a reason. It's really special. It's interesting because Paul Jackson was a departure from Deck in that when he stepped in, he wasn't an equal. He was your coach. But the way he interacted, the way he treated you guys, the way he attacked the weight room, right. the intensity the of it. Yes. Yeah, it was just so That's much right. different. And I remember I had him on this podcast That's one right. time, and he said he learned it. I can't remember if it was at LSU or maybe Southern Miss, but he learned that when you meet players where they are, down where they That's are, right. and you're in the wars with them in the weight room, you're showing them, I can throw up weight too, I'm doing it with you, this is how you do it. When you can sit there and not be an authority figure so much as, I am one of you and I'm going to make you better, just the way that That's players right. responded to him was totally different. And that's kind of like a, a eureka moment for him. Yeah. No, exactly. It's the same reason why sometimes I'll take a knee while the players are standing up. You want to let them know, yes, they know you're the authority. You don't have to show that. You don't have to tell that. You earn that respect. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I, I think that's an important thing. I, I, I really do, especially with, with today's age. Go in and earn the respect of these kids um, through service. And, 
and they know you're the boss. You know what I mean? You don't have to tell anybody that, it, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think that's vital. It's interesting too, because when I think about HR Grin, your playing days, man, the way you used to play, you just don't see fullbacks, tight ends, oh, H-back. It's a dying, it, it's a it's dying a breed. breed. I was, yes. You know, I used to say a dying breed. Then I'd go as far as to say it's just about a dead breed now. <laughs> At least in college, it is just about a dead breed. And it's happening in NFL too. And I, I was curious for you, uh, when you look back now at your career and how you had to adapt because your senior year when Hugh Freeze comes in, you're moved to tight end. You're running yeah, routes hard. now. And that's something you've that never really done. It so, really yeah, was. what was that like? Man, I'll tell you what, it was another humbling experience. you got to learn to adapt, and that's everything in life. Um, you know, you go from being the bell cow guy that, like, just is ready to roach people, like one-on-one, mano-a-mano, and let's go. And then now I'm in a different position, and I'm athletic. I was athletic enough to handle it, but it's definitely not my wheelhouse, you know. And um, I-, I-, I wanted to be the guy that's like, man, wherever you put me, dude, I'm going to – I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to learn it. Whatever I got to do. I, I wanted to be that person. You know what I mean? That's, that's just, I, I want to, I didn't want to sit and pout and complain about it and be like, man, this is, dude, this is really throwing me a curveball. You know, I, I wanted, I wanted to be the guy that gets other people bought in and you can't get other people bought in unless you're bought in. So I had to do that and, and kind of take the humble route and say, Hey, you know what? So what? I'm going to be bought in here. And so we can get the rest of this team, you know, just team before self kind of thing. And I think one thing now that has started to gain an appreciation that maybe didn't back then, it's been taken much more seriously amongst players, always amongst coaches, but being a dynamic special teams player in whatever role you play oh, yeah. and knowing how you can Absolutely. impact the game. And that's something that you took very Absolutely. seriously. Absolutely. I mean, that, and that's, that's your, a lot of times that's how you get your foot in the door. I mean, look at Brandon, my buddy, Brandon uh, Bowling, because of his special teams play, He's he's been in the, oh, I don't know what is he ten years vet now? Yep. And with the Patriots, because of like the craft that he humbled himself, like all right, I'm not going to be the guy that's getting fifty carries. Or like, no, nah, I might get in to block a little bit, but like his special teams play has kept him in the league and collecting a nice little paycheck because of his work ethic. You humble yourself. All right, this is where I'm at, and this is what I've got to do to stay in this league. And, uh, I mean, that's a testament. I mean, look at him. I mean, that's incredible. Um, you know, it, it, it's important. Your first action came in 2009. Uh, y'all got as high as number four, went to the second straight Cotton Bowl. Now, did that mean as much to you? And I'm not trying to get you to compare here, but did that mean as much to you yeah. as that first year under Hugh Freeze when everything had gone wrong and that team with yeah. no expectations, y'all loaded up, yeah. y'all won games, went to the Birmingham Bowl, and – God bless yeah. Ole Miss fans. They loaded up in Birmingham and yes, came. Did. Which yep. did that one kind of mean a little bit more? Knowing what the like, oh, what y'all man. had to that, do. That's a, yeah, that's really a special question um, because it, it it both of them did because even when Houston Nutt came in, you know, God bless Coach O. Um, he was going through some growing pains as a coach as well. You know what I mean? Learning how to manage kids and maybe that that hey, you don't treat everybody as D lineman and all that kind of stuff, you know? And those kids, those guys like Mike, big Mike and uh, Mike Wallace and Dex, like, man, they were beaten down. And so we came out of the gate, just whipping people's asses, you know, and, and had a hunger. And then we kind of go through the same thing of a little volatility of kind of dipping down. 
That was rough that last year. There's no doubt about it. There, that was rough. Two and ten years. I won't forget that. And you kind of look around and like, my gosh, man. And then that resurgence, and and it was like that same feeling that I walked into that first year with Coach Snow. I was like, dude, we're this thing's back on track. We're we're back in this thing, you know. We'll get right back to H.R. Greer, former Ole Miss fullback, tight end, H-back, in this edition of Talk of Champions, after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Finally, at long last, Oxford is getting back to normal. The sun is shining. Those dreary winter months, they're behind us. Better yet, you actually get to experience Ole Miss athletics events in person. What a world. What better way to get there than in a new car, truck, or Jeep? The only place to go for your next vehicle is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. They'll take care of you. And I know because I've bought a car there myself. And the experience was too easy. Seamless even. Their only goal is to get you in the vehicle you've always wanted at a good price. So reach out today. Don't wait. Give them a call. 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's 2201 East University Avenue. Just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Sheep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Well, Kentrell Lockett used to co-host the show, one of my dear friends. And one thing he said. Yeah. One thing he said. 40. Yeah, 40. One thing he said was that um, that last year, everybody kind of knew how bad it was. And, and, you, and you couldn't really explain it to other people that weren't in it. But like in the locker room, just yeah. what had set in there was toxic. It was poisonous. You could just tell that there were just different factions of the locker room, if you will. So then Hugh Freeze That's comes right. in. And forget everything else that happened later, but if you think about that first year and how special it was, yeah. in the record oh, it books, was. It was. yeah, in the record books, it's only seven wins, but considering where they went to, if not for that year, you don't get Rob, you don't get Laquan, you don't get Laramie, you don't go to the Sugar Bowl. That year was that That's special right. because it seemed like y'all completely reset Ole Miss football. We did. And Ben, I'll tell you this, we competed our ass off. Like, we were not, as far as SEC elite caliber talent, yeah, there was guys there. But I'm telling you, we competed. Like, I remember we went down to uh, Baton Rouge. I think it was Baton Rouge that year. Mm-hmm. Was the, the, I, I don't even remember. I mean, we, we competed our tails off. I mean, we really did. That's what made it fun. When you have a group of guys, all the guys, everyone, take special teams serious. It don't matter if it's a kicker or whoever. Everybody competes like that together. Oh, dude. It'll give you chill bumps, and it's fun to watch, and you can notice it when you watch it, right? Like, you're like, dude, we might not have the most elite talent, but these guys are fighting their ass off. Like, it is special to watch, right? Oh, no doubt about it. And one thing, Bo Wallace is a good friend of this program, good buddy of mine. And I love Bo. And I've said this about Bo. Yes, Eli Manning, Chad Kelly, Matt Corral now. You can go down the list of the greatest quarterbacks. But maybe the most consequential quarterback – you could make the argument for Bo, because if he does not come in and immediately compete, no like you said, compete his tail off, there's no way Ole Miss, y'all do what y'all did that year. And, and Ben, I hear, and, and I hope Bo listens to this. I, I need to reach out to him. But Bo, he came in, and it wasn't like you, you sometimes see with quarterbacks, man, like a, a very relaxed, lackadaisical, uh, sub, uh, a very – 
um, hands off kind of what Bo came in and was like, dude, I'm going to win every sprint. I'm going to literally like he he set so many tones for that the way he worked and came in and just was like, man, I'm I'm not like kind of a pretty boy that wants to throw the ball. Like I'm a grinder. Bo is a grinder. And he came in and did that, and that was a tone setter right there. Boom, right off the bat. No I got, question. I got nothing but love for Barry Brunetti and Randall Mackey. Honestly, I have nothing but yeah. love for those guys. Oh, but man, I miss those guys, too. I got to reach out to those guys. Having said that, publicly, Hugh Freeze and everybody, they were saying it was an open competition. But come on, y'all knew. Bo, when Bo came in and did what he did in practices and whatever, everybody kind of knew, right? It was, it was kind of a public facade. Bo was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and you know what I I think it was so just a testament to Coach Freeze and how he continues to keep teams together. Um, wherever he goes, he found spots for Randall and Barry, even at critical moments. Um, I, I it was the, when we played in Little Rock, I think Barry or Randall's sport, um, kind of playing a wildcat, like he would he still utilized everybody, um, which was you know. He didn't have to do that. He could have just rode Bo, but like he he found spots to empower kids, and it made that team even a little bit more special. Everybody had a little piece of the puzzle. It's just so funny catching up. I catched up. I caught up. Excuse me with E Man last week, and um, you know he's in oh, coaching man. now. I know. I'm telling you, it's like walking down memory lane for me. I talked to E Man, and he mentioned how. Um, that entire offensive line, all five guys started every single game. How that just never happens. A lot of things fell the right way, but a lot of the same things that you're saying it really too. Was. Yeah, a lot of the same Not things you're one saying too. Yeah, nothing. All five of them every game. It's every game. And how there was such yeah. camaraderie with that group and everything like that. But it's so wild to me that y'all are old men now. You're not old, but. In football terms, you're old men now. And I'm talking I know, to you guys. Man, I got I've been married. Let's see. My wife, you know, was a cheerleader at Ole Miss. We've been married eight years now. Eight years. We got Oof. a little girl in the way. Oh, congratulations, Mazeltov! Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm fired up. I'm gonna be a girl dad. Gonna dad's gonna be coaching everything for the little girl. That's oh, I'm, I'm a girl go. dad. I've got two girls, and I'm telling you, heck yeah! I always said because I work in sports, I don't need boys. Just give me girls, and I'm so. It's yeah. totally different, man. They just. It's totally different. I, I cry, like. I'm yeah. just as hyped. I'm just as hyped for a piano recital as I would be for you know. Heck yeah. A, a softball Heck game yeah, or anything. Man, look, yeah. here's the thing. If we're going to play the piano or play the flute, <laughs> we're going to bust our tail at that. That is a fact. No matter what we're doing, we're going to find a way to be the best at it. And you become so mushy, man. It's not just with girls. It's with boys. It's with your children. But my daughter sings something the other day in some little um, thea uh, theater performance that she was in, and she sang a little solo. And, oh, my God, I look up and I'm like, Waterworks, yeah. man. When did this happen? That's you know? That's amazing. So that's what you have to that's look amazing. forward to. Hey, Ben, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, how do you are, – are, are people excited around Oxford about uh, this year? Absolutely, I think they yeah. got a squad coming back. They do. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, because there's a lot of excitement, a lot of expectations for this team going into next year. And I was curious, yeah. for you now, how much do you keep up with Ole Miss? Is it still very much a part of your life? And, and what do you think about yeah. Ole Miss football right now? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we play on Friday nights. And uh, we'll we'll have kind of our Sunday. What we did in college is kind of our Saturday. So any usually I'm home around two thirty three. So uh, you know those CBS games or ESPN late nights. I'm sitting there at the television. Me and Maggie are are watching the Rebels. Um, so yeah, I, I mean I keep up 
now like recruiting and all that, I, I don't do that. You know, I don't, I don't keep up with all that, but as far as, you know, watching them, I enjoy watching, um, who's the OC, uh, Levy. That's right. Yep. Um, Texas guy. Yeah. Is that, yeah. He's a genius. I love watching his schematic stuff, just eating people alive. Um, yes, we still, um, you know, I'm going to come back with the, with the daughter and, and the whole nine yards. So yes, I still follow them and watch them every Saturday that I can. When you watch Ole Miss play and you watch these offenses now, do you ever think to yourself, okay, if I was still playing, what would be my position? Hey, look, Ben, I got a hat, and this is no political statement. The hat says, make fullbacks great again, and I stand <laughs> by that statement. I stand by it. I, that's all I can say. Make fullbacks great again, please. Uh, is there any one? I don't know if it's possible, but I, I, I want it. Is there any one singular moment for you as a fullback maybe a huge hit on a particular player or something like that, that you always, when these players that don't remember or didn't see you play, they come up to you, all right, Coach, Coach Greer, tell me, uh, give me a good example of your yeah. playing career. Do you ever point to any particular singular moment? Uh, good or bad, I can give you probably both. Uh, I remember as a freshman, I think Ashley Palmer came downhill so fast on me. Mm. He, like, shattered my left part. It still pops. And I, I was the type of guy that, like, I didn't never, I never went to, I was not going to the training room. I was not telling anybody anything. You know what I mean? And then later I learned, it was like, they're going to take care of you. And I didn't <laughs> right. get that from my, I didn't want to sit out. He literally, I could feel it crunching. He hit me oh. so hard, so fast. He was unbelievable. Ashton Palmer. Uh, I think he played for the Lions. But, oh, yeah. Um, and then I think um, a good moment is, I think we were playing uh, James Franklin squad at Vanderbilt, and uh, I had a uh, it was a seventy hole chip, so it was a seven man protection, and I had to scan backside to the safety corner and uh, Will linebacker, and then I had to chip uh, the defensive end. We had a uh, I can't remember he's in the NFL, but man he he would get off the he would get off, so I was there to check the protection and then chip him. And when I chipped this guy, I'm talking about I probably chipped a couple of his teeth. I knocked him out when I chipped him. That was a moment I was like, all right, I enjoy this a lot. I love it. Do you ever miss it? Oh, my gosh, all the time. All yeah. the time. I, I, I miss it all the time. And um, that's why I coach, so I can be right there with the guys and, and, and lead. And, um, but, I, yes, I miss, the, I miss the violence and I miss the contact. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I always, I always ask I am, former players that, especially ones that get into coaching, yeah, coaching is as close as you can get to it, but does it ever really feel like that felt? No, no it won't, it, it, and it never will. And that's why I tell these guys, I don't care if you're going to go play at the next level. And a lot, we got a lot of kids that will. Um, but, dude, you, you can't – you can go play pickup basketball, you can go play tennis, you can go do golf, you can do all kinds of other sports later in life. You will never be able to put on these pads – and go and whip another man's ass like you can right now. So enjoy it. God. Ole Miss needs to get you for like a pregame speech, HR. You're like, oh, bring it on, baby. Come yeah. on. You're Let's a hype go. man. You're a hype man. I wanted to ask you one thing because I ask every single strength and conditioning coach that comes on this podcast, I always ask them this. Okay, for so, yeah. so the regular person out there that's listening, maybe they're struggling with their weight, maybe they're struggling just to get healthy, whatever. Right. Basic advice right. for someone who has mastered how to take care of their body. Just if they're, if you're trying to give them basic things to get started, what do you tell them? Right. Well, here's the thing. I really, 
I know how to, but I still drink some beer and I still drink some whiskey and I still smoke cigars. Uh, I still do that. So, but here's the thing. You just got to, you, it, it, you can see all these hacks and all this stuff. It just comes down to a mindset. It just comes down to flat out making a decision. You hear people be like, I am this overweight. I'm sick of it. Like I'm done. And that's what it takes. You, you got to just make a decision. Be like, all right, I'm only eating, um, um, junk food on the weekends. And, and it can be as simple as that. You know what I mean? I'm cutting out carbs and sugars during the week. And then the weekend I'm going all out and, and you can, I'm telling you, you can make humongous strides in weight loss, um, health, fitness. If, if you don't have to be like seven days a week, like I'm, you know what I mean? You don't have to do all that. Hey, uh, weekends, I'm going to eat whatever we want. We're going to go out to dinner. We're going to drink whatever we want, take the kids, all that kind of stuff. During the week, I'm going to meal prep it. I'm going to stay with greens and, and lean chickens and fish and stuff. And I promise you, you'll make huge strides. Huge, 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 huge. Answer me this. So right now, all I'm trying to do every day is 40 yeah. push-ups, 40 sit-ups, and walk run two miles. Am I doing okay? okay? Yeah, this is what I would change. I would get out of the, the – I would do a sprint walk. So make it like a Tabata. So if you really want to cut calories – and burn fat, you got to increase the intensity. So instead of just kind of a slow-paced jog, I would uh, – so like when when my wife wants to get out there and get a workout, like, all right, I pick out a car. It's about 50 yards out, 60 yards out. Sprint to it, walk about 50, 60 yards, sprint again. Do that about 10 times, work, out, uh, work it up to, to where you get to 20 reps. So each week you go up one rep. So start out at – maybe you start out at eight. Because you're going to be hurting now. I mean, I promise you, like your hamstrings, everything. Like when you sprint, it is a huge physiological arousal in the sense of like it's it's shocking your body instead of just kind of slow-paced jogging. Okay. My God. Yeah. So do that. So so sprint and walk. Walk to rest, then hit it again. And I mean like sprint, like not kind of like, ah, I feel uncomfortable, feel a little bit awkward. No, dig like in. This. Dig it out. Dig. Take your feet in the sand and let's go, baby. Turn it on. Turn it on. Oh, this was fun. He's H.R. Greer, former Ole Miss fullback, tight end, H-back, whatever you want to call him. Dude, it was so yep. good catching up with you, man. Thank you for doing this. Let's do it again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.